Wesley. Wesley. Man, where is he? Hey, TJ. What are you doing? Well, Jeremy, you know, this is usually the point where Wesley and I discuss what's on the program, and then he stops me from doing something really dumb. But I can't find him today. So let me ask you, do you think I need to... No. No, absolutely not. But you don't even know what I was going to say. Doesn't matter. Don't do it. Hello? Okay, I won't do it. Who was that? It was Wesley. He says I shouldn't do it either. Making connections. Affecting the culture. Just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. What is apologetics? Is it something that, uh, you know, is there a reason that Christians need to be apologizing? Is there something wrong with Christianity? Because a lot of times that I've had conversations with people and I bring up that I love studying apologetics. I love talking about apologetics. I love finding questions and answers and, and discussing and debating and all these different things. And people tend to not really understand the word apologetics. So what we're going to do today uh, on, on the Engage program is we're going to discuss what is apologetics, but all also, because we never want to just leave with the abstract, we're going to give some really practical advice. We're going to give some principles that we can follow when our when the Christian faith is under attack in culture. When you're having a discussion with somebody that disagrees with Christianity, how do you provide answers for that? And what are some things that we can follow and some things we can think about beforehand that'll kind of help us out in those conversations? Now, to help with this, I'll tell you this: Wesley and I uh, both really enjoy studying apologetics. However, neither one of bless you, Wesley. Thank you. I tried to, I tried to get away from the mic on that one. Yeah, that that, was that didn't work. Uh, you know, sometimes you just get that sneeze that it's just it's a huge, huge sneeze. And I and I apologetic it. <laughs> that was terrible. But so, but the thing is, you know what? We we really do need some help in in understanding and talking about apologetics. You and I have both have both studied it. I know we yes. both love studying it. One of my favorite preachers uh, is that fact is on AFR's Ravi Zacharias. Yeah, uh, well, world renowned apologist. Uh, but in studio today. We have another world-renowned apologist, Alex McFarland. If you've listened to the program at all, you know Alex. He is a regular on uh, on our program. We've talked about his books. We've talked different ideas with him. But, Alex, we want to talk today about something that we know is very near and dear to your heart, and it is just the idea and the practice of apologetics. So, first off, thank you for being here. Oh, well, thank you for having me, and thank you for all you guys do. I, I love this network and very honored to be a Tiny little part of it. Well, you know, you are a part of it with yeah. uh, Exploring the Word with yeah. Bert Harper. Uh, you can hear yeah. that at 3 o'clock Monday through Friday Central Time. And by um, the way, we take Bible questions. You know, uh, Bert and I, on our live show, people ask sometimes, is it scripted? or we, we When we hit that button, we have no idea what the question is going to be. And uh, so Wesley it, and I both co-hosted. We can attest to that. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where, you know what? Uh, you, people have called in with questions, and I've said, that is a great question yeah. that I'm sure Alex has an Alex. answer for. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, as, uh, as a young believer, I was in college, and I began to witness. I had two friends who had become Christians, and we all three began to try to win some of our friends to Christ. And they were firing questions at us, like, well, come on, how do you know there's a God? I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's invisible. How, how can he be sure? And how do you know the Bible is really trustworthy? And so as a brand-new Christian— uh, many years ago, 30 years ago, I uh, went to a local Christian bookstore and I began to study and I found books by somebody who shaped my life. I Seriously, as just about as influential as my own parents. And that was Josh McDowell. 
And if if listeners don't know the name Josh McDowell, I mean, that dude is a rock star in apologetics. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was around for 50 years ago, still is today. But um, I begin to realize, oh, my goodness, there's evidence. I mean, there's history. There's science. There's archaeology. There's biology, chemistry, philosophy. There are compelling lines of evidence that when you put it all together, I mean, we come away, wow, God is real. Jesus was authentic. He really did live historically, rose from the grave, and the Bible is trustworthy. You know, and all that you just said, Alex, it it amazes me again and again and again. Whenever I hear apologists speak, um, I I hear them give so much evidence, and I'm just thinking, man, these dudes have had to memorize encyclopedias of knowledge. And there's a question I've always wanted to ask apologists, and that is, where can I get information, and how can I retain information? that information for whenever I have a discussion, because I may read a book, but that doesn't mean when I'm asked a question, I'm going to remember it. Well, you know, I want to encourage people, this might sound kind of weird, but I would encourage people to pray for God to help them remember things. James 1 verse 5 says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask of God who gives abundantly and does not withhold. I honestly believe a Christian can give their mind to God and God uh, maybe will even cause more neurons, more dendrites to connect, <laughs> more synapses to fire. Potentially, you could increase your IQ points through prayer. But I that really also means that. that you study. Well, yeah. And and that's the big thing, because I think a lot of times we say, well, I prayed for wisdom and I didn't get it. And, I, and I've had people make that statement. And I say, well, what are you studying? Yeah. Well, nothing. So you've got to study. You've got to put the work in. And And I believe with all my heart— um, renewing your mind, reading the Word of God. First of all, the book that you must read is the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of God. Um, the Word of God will renew your mind, will strengthen your mind. And I really don't think you can be considered a truly wise person if you're not regularly feeding, stocking the bank account with the Word of God. Mm. You, you know, really, I do want to encourage everyone listening, though, read physical books. We read so much online. I mean, uh, this is this is not theology. This is just uh, the facts of science. When you physically, organically handle a book and turn the pages, you have more recall, you have more assimilation. In other words, so physical reading of a book leads to greater cognition and retention than reading online only. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We're so grateful that you have chosen to spend these uh, first couple minutes with with us, TJ, myself, Alex, talking about apologetics today. And you know, it's interesting what you said about first, make sure you're reading the Bible. You know, it's interesting Mm -hmm. that uh, when I began to get interested in apologetics, you know, or really when I became um, dedicated to life as a Christian, I did not read the Bible first. I read books, really good books, mm-hmm. but I did. But the primary source for my knowledge did not come from the Bible. And I'm going to tell you all, that got me all jacked up and screwed <laughs> up. Just, I don't know how else to say that, but that really turned me in all kind of... Um, because you didn't have an anchor. I didn't have an anchor. And so I, uh, I realized that about six or eight months in, and the Lord really revealed that to me. Yeah, you know, like I could read His Word. Yeah, I need to be reading His Word because I, I was. You can manipulate anything through a book. Do you know Norm Geisler, another great apologist with whom you should be familiar? Norm Geisler, he said this. He said one book we read to believe 
all other books we read to consider. Mm. Oh, that's mm. good. Isn't that powerful? And and look, read good books, sure. but don't neglect God's book. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I said. That was exactly the point that I was going to make. I want to ask you for our audience, and I've written about this on EngageMagazine.net. But the question is, let's just start from the basis. What is apologetics? Uh, apologetics means to speak in defense of. Mm-hmm. So Christian apologetics is to defend the faith. Why do we believe what we believe? Now, before we can defend what we believe, some people need to get a pretty good solid grasp on what they believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things we do, we do a lot of surveys, and I, I speak, um, and I'll say, okay, um, Regent, tell me, what is Christianity? What is the gospel? I was in a major, major church, and I said, what is the gospel? The good news Tell me, what is Christianity? lady raises her hand. I said, yes, ma'am. What is the good news? She said, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Mm. Wow. I said, um, okay, that's the golden rule. <laughs> that, that's cool. Really great. Mm-hmm. That, but we got to remember Christianity. Here's, here's a good definition. Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 5, which is actually some of the oldest part of the New Testament. Christ died for our sins, was buried according to the Scriptures, rose again from the dead. The death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Gary Habermas, who is uh, the world expert on resurrection, Biblical Archaeology Review, which is not the world's most conservative magazine, says Gary Habermas is the world expert on the resurrection. Says, death, deity, resurrection. Christ, the Son of God, paid for our sins, rose from the grave. You can know him. That's Christianity. All right, apologetics is not only what we believe, but the reasons why we believe it, and the reasons are many. Right, and, and, but there again, and I love going into presuppositions and, and kind of um, uh, what is behind something that you say, and, and even in what you say is that we have reasons for what we believe. Exactly. And now here's one of the kind of common things that I, I have discussed with me whenever I dis- whenever I talk about apologetics, and that is that in studying apologetics, we're trying to remove faith because we're trying to provide an answer for everything, and therefore yep, there's I've no need for faith. Before. Right. So how do we respond to that? Well, um, I think we need to qualify what we mean by faith because a faith is trust. The word uh, pistuo, P-I-S-T-E-A-U, which is translated faith or belief, is the word trust. And apologetics in no way is the removal of faith. But, but I want to say Christianity is not a blind faith. There's a Latin word, uh, uh, fide, F-I-D-E. Fideism is a blind faith. Like, I'm going to do something regardless of whether or not it's true. We as Christians, we are people of faith in Jesus, but we are not fideist. We don't just blindly, naively believe for no reason at all. I mean, look look at uh, Isaiah 118. The Word of God says, come now, let us reason together. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Jesus appeared in in, uh, Luke 24, uh, they said, it's a ghost. He said, no, touch and see that I have flesh and bones, not like a spirit. Uh, In Mark, where the angel says, the Lord is risen as he said, come, see the place where he lay, past tense verb. So the Bible emphasizes that we are to look at the evidence for the gospel. Now, there's a, a difference between finding the evidence and testing God. Because mm-hmm. I've also heard that, that apologetics is testing God, right. where you have to, all right, God, you got to prove this to right. me. Yeah. 
that's not what apologetics right. is either. Right. And how how could a good God call for genocide in the Old Testament? How do we deal with terrible things that are done in the name of Christianity? These are just a couple of the questions that we're going to help answer in the next segment. So you're mm-hmm. going to want to stick around for that because it's these type of questions that we need to go through that we need to be able to have an answer for. And what about the person that right now that's like, I'm at the very bottom level. I'm here. I don't know anything. How would you encourage them? To, where would they begin? Uh, to get involved in apologetics, you yeah. mean? Well, um, you know, Google apologetics, and I mean, there are so many websites nowadays. And the good news is— But we is, have to find trustworthy ones. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, um, some of the names that you might have heard, like Josh McDowell, like Ravi Zacharias, Lee Strobel, Mark Middleberg, Norm Geisler— um, Jay Warner Wallace. Jay Warner Wallace. And all of these people, by the way, we've worked with all of these. Over the last 24 years, we've put on 39 national conferences. It's called Truth for a New Generation— Gary Habermas, Michael Lacona, Mark Middleberg, um, J.P. Moreland, and and I've, Alex McFarland. And I've done a little <laughs> bit of it myself, yeah. So Frank here's Turk. what we're going to do in the next They're segment, great. Alex. You're going to come back, and we are going to discuss some of those very specific questions like Wesley just mentioned. But we're going to go beyond those as well and, and do a little bit of teaching in how to think like an apologist. And uh, so it's going to be really, really interesting. Come back in the next segment. If you missed anything, you can always go check us out at Engage Magazine. Dot net. Come back. We're going to have some really hard-hitting questions with Alex McFarland. <laughs> 